Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanet III. And I am Meredith Broadbeck. And join us for our very special episode that we're recording after just having finished watching The Hill's 10th anniversary special, Second Chances. No, that was the... Oh. <laughs> That's the title of last week's episode. Apparently. It's called That Was Then, This Is Now. I got a little <laughs> too lit while we're watching it and I'm on the wrong page of my notes. The Hills, that was then, this is now. Oh my, yes, I see, like, Derek t-shirt, yeah, totally on the <laughs> wrong page. All right, now I'm on the right page. There we go. But it is a very special episode nonetheless. Yes, very special. Yeah. Um, so, a bit of house cleaning at the top. We wanted to thank our friend and loyal listener, Rachel Rosenberg. Thank you so much for the amazing review. It was on, very sweet. On um, iTunes. It was awesome and super duper appreciated. We loved it. Yes. Thank you so much. And to those of you who have left star ratings, we also appreciate that and encourage others to do so because it takes even less time than writing a review. True that. True that. Yep. And the other piece of house cleaning is we want to let you guys know that we're bringing you a special episode this week, but next week we're taking a little bit of summer vacation, so... Which is 10,000% my fault, because I have been going to the beach a lot this summer, and, um, but we will be back on track the week after. We also just noticed that a lot of other podcasts take summer breaks and we're jealous, so we're taking <laughs> We still love you guys, but Yeah, we'll we love back. you so much, but I need to get a tan. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been in my basement painting and building furniture, and I need to get back out in the sun. <laughs> All right, so, I, oh, <laughs> it Jesus was this Christ, like, yeah. you guys, like, this fucking sucked my dick, like, I'm sorry, but, like, they should have just called it LC then and now, like, we didn't get any of the other cast members, no, it was basically, like, a completely masturbatory experience for LC, like, I'm, <laughs> I am not happy, you guys, and I'm gonna have a lot to say about it, not happy at all. <laughs> Well, I will say that I was disappointed going into the special once I found out it was told from only Lauren's perspective. Which I understand. My hope was that they would kind of like watch old clips and have the cast like talk about it as like a unit. And I don't know what fantasy I came up with that. But that's not what happened here. Well, and I'm, I'm excited to go. We didn't do this yet, but I really want to see, because apparently Audrina and Heidi were both, like, live blogging, and it was too much for us to be, like, tweeting and Instagramming and watching and taking notes and <laughs> pay attention to that. Um, so we're will, only so talented. So I will be going back and looking at that afterwards, but I'm going to be curious to see what they even have to say, because it left all of them out. Yeah. Like, it was all LC, and I get that, like, LC was the narrator, but P.S., where was Kristen Cavallari? Like, she was the whole second half of the fucking hills. I don't know. Like, she didn't even appear. I still think it's really weird that they didn't talk to anybody else. Like, nope. sure, maybe they didn't want to talk to Spencer and Heidi because they would have brought it down or accused Lauren of things because they're a little desperate for attention and fame these days. But why not interview Whitney or Adrena yeah. or Brody? Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. But you know who they did fucking interview? Lauren's goddamn parents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Who well, gives two shits about Lauren's parents? Well, so we'll get to that as we go. But like once I had one scene of Lauren's parents talking about like how sweet it was that she was on TV and they're really proud of her. I was done. Yeah. They were a third of the special. Yeah. A good third of the special. And it was long because the, until the end, there were barely a commercial break. So yeah, that's a good like 15 minutes just on at Lauren's parents. Yeah. 
Agreed. Not okay. Well, and so the show opens with Lauren introducing it, like, episode style, with some wisdom, and I wasn't even paying attention to what she was saying. She's driving this, like, souped-up turbo Porsche now, because they made sure to zoom in on the logo as she drives to Laguna Beach, of course. Still black. I guess she's now, uh, I mean... But is a convertible Porsche more expensive than a convertible Mercedes? Is that yes. an upgrade? Yes. I thought they were about the same price. I think it probably depends on the class of Mercedes, but Porsches are expensive, I think. I mean, they are, but so are Mercedes. I said it. I think it depends on the class of Mercedes. I don't know. Yeah, but I think she had an SL. <laughs> I'm a Heidi over here. Okay, I don't have a Saturn, but I may as well. But I mean, either way, like, I just thought it was, I was like, whatever. And I do not care for the song. Right. Do not care for the song at also, all. that's what I was getting to is Lauren talks about Unwritten. And of course, Frank and I were like... Amazed. Oh, yeah, we were a little excited. And she said, that was the soundtrack to my life then. But this is now, like, introducing the title. And I don't know what the song was. Well, what I do know is that the song is fucking boring. Like, Lauren's life is now. <laughs> Equals. Boring. <laughs> fucking boring. <laughs> not okay, MTV. Yeah. Um. So then she kind of explains what's going to happen. And she says, like... She thought that The Hills was going to disappear once the series was over, and it really didn't, and it was exciting in the beginning, and she said that while filming, she always, you know, people always said, like, if only you knew the real real story. And so she says what she wants to do tonight is tell that story, and they drop the fact that they're going to have some unseen footage, and they tease us with this, like, scene of her and Brody on the deck of his condo for a second, and then we see it more later. And she talks about boxes and boxes of unseen footage. Boxes of unseen tape. Yeah, we actually see a trolley full of boxes. Oh my, I got a little hard. Like, it was, <laughs> I was like, this is fucking exciting. And then they kind of took it away. Yeah, we, we basically got three, maybe four scenes of unseen footage. Some of them really excited me, though, and we'll get there. P.S. I want boxes of footage. Boxes of footage. I, I would take a week off of work. Oh. To just watch all of that, like, unedited, uncut footage. I'd probably take two weeks off work. Yeah. Like, uh, not cool, MTV. <laughs> not cool. We'd really earn our Uber Eats VIP status, and we would just binge out in Let's all ways. not even talk about how fat I am right now. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't even bring that up. I wasn't implying that. I just want to sponsor. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then... Lauren and her expensive turbo Porsche pull up to her parents' downsized mansion. Which is still gorgeous. And yeah. Covered in, although, here's the thing. It's covered in ivy. As is my house. Ivy fucking sucks my dick. It is the worst. <laughs> like, it's full of bugs. And, like, it covers up the windows. And it's terrible. So I don't know why they would do that. And also, like, I, I just don't dig on the, like, faux English countryside ivy. Like, you live at the beach. Yeah. This is Orange County. I live in fucking the ghetto of D.C. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yours is just a weed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no one ever attended to that. I should probably try to smoke it. <laughs> so then Lauren is, like, walking down this, like, hallway to her parents' kitchen or family room or whatever. Well, and let's talk about that. Because she walks in the front door. And, and the kitchen's downstairs. downstairs. So... Well, oddly enough, I was going to say that in a lot of traditional homes, the kitchen is downstairs because it was like the source of heat and heat rises. Kitchens were usually like basement level, like historically speaking. But this, this is also, in the 1800s. I know. I was, <laughs> I was about to come correct. Relax. You're very angry. I, I am very angry. I, I wasn't a producer. I wasn't in on this. Um... But I think maybe if the house was built in that style, maybe, like, a modern architect was trying to mimic this, like, Tudor thing way too hard. Maybe. It was not I don't know. But then she says, like, oh, how sweet is my mom? She frames all my covers. 
And like, it's just a hallway of framed pictures of only one of her children. Mind you, she has three. And then Lauren shouts down the stairs, mom, didn't you see the new red book? Like one is missing. Apparently the new red book is missing. It was like the hall of Lauren. Yeah. And her mom says like, I know you're harsh about your covers, but I frame all of them. Um, and I would like to think that in a perfect world that in the Hall of Lauren, there is a sensor. And when you start walking in, Unwritten begins playing. Yeah. <laughs> it also like slowly lights up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has a heat sensor in the floor. Yeah. Um, so then for some reason, they start diving in and they watch LC's casting tape from Laguna Beach. Well, and can we talk about that? Because it was a little weird. So they walk in and all of a sudden behind them is a giant picture of Lauren behind like a blue background and I'm like what is that a poster size Lauren in the kitchen like what's going on and it turns out that's the first scene from the audition tape so was this just superimposed on that like it was confusing or were they watching it on a tv it would be the world's biggest tv it's orange they probably have the world's biggest (laughs) tv you should look into that okay Frank um, loves to make fun of my teeny TV. We are currently recording at Meredith. So this is the first time we've done it. And I have <laughs> issues because she's got a small TV. So the funny thing is, is that my husband and I both love TV and we watch it a lot. We discuss whether or not we want a bigger TV. And my husband goes, oh, I don't care. Do you? And I was like, no. I care for you. <laughs> so if you guys are listening, I would like to start a GoFundMe you can, campaign. You can check our Instagram to see how big it is. I would like to start a GoFundMe campaign to get Mara B a bigger TV. <laughs> that will be coming this week. You'll, be, you'll be the biggest donor. <laughs> no one cares. Um, so then the funny thing about the casting tape was, and for those of you who may have been following along on Twitter as much as Frank and I were... I prefer Lauren Conrad's 2006 eyebrows to what she's rocking now. Um, I don't hate them. Like, I definitely didn't have the amount of eyebrow hate that you had going on. Um, I wouldn't call it hate as much as frustration. Yes, very true. Um, They were... I mean, thicker eyebrows are in right now. I do think that she looks better with thinner eyebrows, but I didn't have, like, the visceral reaction that you had to them. For me, it's the shocking difference. We've always seen Lauren with kind of, like, overplucked, thin eyebrows... And now she's kind of gone to this like fuller Olsen twin, almost like refined bushy eyebrow that's very popular now. She's taken it a little too far. I think another part of the problem is, and I was looking at this when you mentioned the Olsen twins, is that the Olsen twins eyebrows, like theirs are brushed up and a little more um, like less perfect. I think which looks better with a fuller brow. Yes. Lauren's were not. They were brushed to the side and they were like overly filled in and they were too perfect looking for a thick brow. She also, she just needs to go like one row of hair thinner. They're just, yeah. a, they're a shade too thick for her and face. And not I'm even sorry. on the sides, just like the front. Right here. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm with you. I right agree. by the bridge of her nose. I agree. Yeah. Um, um, no, her I mother, have, her I have, mother is still gorgeous. Is, and I have a very gross side note. Yep. I would have sex with her father. Her mom's very pretty. I said her father. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were about to go straight for her mother. No, um, I don't know if I would enjoy it that much, but I would do it. Um, so someone on Twitter, I noticed, was commenting about how great Jim Conrad looks. Yeah. I mean, I definitely turned on him by the end of the episode because (sighs) he was annoying. But, um, yeah, if I met him in a dark alley, I could go there. I, I don't think he's unattractive. To me, he just looks too similar to my own father, so I can't comment. 
Um, my father looks like Pavarotti, so he looks nothing like my father. <laughs> yeah. Like, not a thing. Yeah. Um, so then Lauren kind of segues to talking about how she met Heidi, which, thank you, I uncovered. Well, first we watched the tape. Oh, yeah. I didn't have any notes about that. Uh, the only note I have is that Lauren has the most ridiculous striped highlights. <laughs> yeah. I have, and I mean, they were very in at the time, but yeah, it's literally like... Blonde, dark blonde, blonde, dark blonde, blonde. It looks like someone did it with a marker. Yeah. Well, that was super in at the time. I know. I used to do it to people, but that doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> so now can we talk about San Francisco? Um, yeah. Oh, totally. Okay. So Lauren talks about how she made it one semester at the Academy of Art in San Francisco, which thank you very much to myself. Figured it out. Episode one. Yep. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, she said that Heidi was the friendliest girl she ever met and sat right next to her and was basically like, we're going to be friends. Not surprised. A little opportunist, yet friendly. Now, do we think that Heidi, this was all orchestrated on Heidi's part, or do we really just think she was like a friendly, like, girl from Colorado who was just nice? I think it could have been both. I don't know. I mean, I almost believe She was very spunky and super friendly. And I think that's the case. And honestly, like, The Hills wasn't a thing yet. Like, she didn't know Laguna Beach had been on for two seasons. But it was over. Oh, no, one season. But it was over. So, like, I don't think she was trying to get on TV. No, no, no. The Laguna Beach had finished one season out of its three by the time Lauren went to San Francisco. So was she on The Hills when she was in San Francisco? No, she... I mean, on Laguna. Was yeah, she on Laguna? Yeah. Oh, she was. Okay, well then, yeah, Heidi So was Heidi could have recognized her very vaguely from TV. Okay, fair enough. So I think it was a little bit of both. I think Heidi was really spunky and friendly and was kind of like, hey, let's be friends. You're cute. What kind of horrible college is this that no one wanted to talk to Lauren and be on TV with her? I don't know. <laughs> she said no one would talk to her. I know. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Well, I don't know, but <laughs> prediction is that San Francisco is, like, so hip... And maybe, like, fashion students in San Francisco, she was, like, so Orange County and, like, too trendy that maybe they were put off by it. I refuse to believe that there wasn't one gay up in that college. I know. That We've talked want, about yeah. this. I mean, all right. Well. I know. Um, so, anyway, and Lauren talks about how they took a cab home from class Which together. really pushed me over the edge. That is fucking bougie. Like, what college kid takes a cab home from class? No one. It's and did they live in the same building? Or I don't wouldn't know. they live in a dorm? It was freshman year. How far were the buildings from the dorms? I feel like every campus on earth is like walkable or public and transportation. San Francisco, and for you people who haven't been, is tiny. It's not like it's a big city. I don't even, I mean, I would be willing to guess to say it's smaller than DC. Like it is a small fucking city. I mean, I don't know square footage, so I won't go there, but or square miles or whatever you want. It's either the same or a little smaller. It's not I mean not I'm not counting Oakland and all that shit. But like it's not like it's a huge it's not New York, like with the fuck. But also like urban campuses, like they're they exist and they're walkable. I bet it was like three blocks, you boozy fucking bitches. Probably. They both wore like heels to their first day of class and realized they couldn't walk home together or whatever. Um so then they talk about how they met Audrina. And Lauren says she was our very pretty neighbor. And then they cut to a shot of Lauren Conrad's father saying she was so naive. Because the clip we had just seen was Lauren meeting Audrina and talking about her interview at Teen Vogue. So then Jim Conrad says she was so naive. And Frank and I both got very excited and laughed out loud because we thought that they were finally calling Audrina naive. And they, they weren't. weren't. <laughs> um... So, 
Lauren interviewed at Teen Vogue and was very nervous she wasn't going to get the job and she realized that when she was in the lobby waiting to interview she met another very pretty girl with the mic pack on aka Whitney Port and uh, said like I mean Whitney won in my book and if it were up to me I would have given the job to her duh is what my note says um, and then so one of the producers that's interviewed in this special says Lauren was so sweet she actually thought she worked at Teen Vogue, Vogue. Um, that would be Sophia Rossi, yes. producer. And in my notes, I wrote, um, wit, she wins, which is what Lauren says, and I put, duh, Elsie. Yeah. Yeah, total So, duh. Twitter was really abuzz about the fact that Lauren never worked at Teen Vogue, and I love all you Hills watchers so much, but how did you think she really worked at Teen Vogue? I have a confession. Okay. I, too, thought she worked at Teen Vogue. Okay. I thought that she but actually... But re-watching it now as an adult, it's been pretty obvious. Even now, though, I feel like... I th- I honestly thought that she got the internship and then the show came along after and they worked around it and then, like, she couldn't get fired. It was bullshit, whatever. Like, I knew the Vogue stuff was fake, but I thought that she actually was going out for the internship on her own independent of the show and got it. I mean, I can see that when it first started, but I feel like where we are now episode-wise in like season three and the fact that I've gone back and kind of looked up information about Lauren and discovered that she had done several cover shoots by this point, I like... True. And that's actually what the producer says. She's yeah. like, you know, you were on the cover. Like, you're not an intern yeah. when you're on the cover. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's just because I do the episode photos and I've seen a lot of things that maybe True. I wouldn't have. True. Yeah. But I still think it's funny that Twitter was shocked. Um, and then Lawrence is something that I don't fucking believe for one goddamn second. Yep. She says that she doesn't watch the show. Yep. Anymore. Never, ever, ever, ever. Fuck you, Lauren. Fuck you. Yes, um, you do. So my note also says that Lauren says she never loved being on camera when sentences before she said, I loved filming Laguna Beach. So when Adam suggested following me to LA, I was on board. Yep. So you loved filming, but you hate being on camera. That's Please like explain, Lauren. Yeah, that's like me saying I love to podcast, but I hate talking into a microphone. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> she that's, is a contradiction in terms. Yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about what Spencer said on Twitter at this point? Oh, my God. Yeah, so Spencer on Twitter compared her to... And I retweeted it, so you guys can see it if you go to the... Um, frankly, Merby, at Frankly Merby Twitter... Um, that, um, that basically she's the Taylor Swift of this and full of lies. And I believe it. I do too. And the funny thing is, is I'm still team Lauren, right? I love her. I do. I love Lauren Conrad. She has beautiful taste. It's really hard to hate. Like, you can't hate her. No, and I don't hate her. I feel like it was New York Magazine or something like that several years ago, published an article about like, what is the secret to her empire? Because she's the human equivalent of the color beige. Yeah. (laughs) And I also completely agree with that. And I still love her. Well, and and the annoying thing about all of this is that Later on, I believe at one point she talks about like how she really had to pay her dues and all of it with her fashion line. Whatever. Bull fucking shit. Because if you hadn't been on reality TV... You've been famous since you were 17. You would not have a clothing line. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you might be working for someone else's clothing line, but you would not have two clothing lines. Yeah. And how many books now? And how exactly did you pay your dues since your internship was fake? Yeah. Like, expl- what, what, the, what do you mean? 
Well, and also, so later in the special, they show her working at People's Revolution and about how she came up in the industry and it was hard work. And it's like, but if your previous job was fake, that one about fucking fake too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't doubt that she works hard for what she has now, no, 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 but no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that she like scraped her way to the top. Either. Which is what she's pretending. Of and course. And that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and speaking of her lines, she then talks about her two lines, which are Elsie Lauren Conrad, which is her Coles line. Yep. And Paper Crown, which is her, do we know how much Paper Crown costs? Like, is it's, it expensive? It's pretty expensive. Yeah. I would say it's not like ridiculously expensive. Like, is it Sonia Morgan, New York expensive? I would say probably, but I also haven't looked at the website in a while. But All yeah, right, well, I'll like, have to check because I, I was wondering like, how there. pricey it is. Okay. It's up there. It's not absurd, but like, could I get a similar looking skirt from the LC Coles line for like $30 as opposed to 250 Yeah. Well, and that was my other question. Is LC Lauren Conrad just cheaper knockoffs of Paper Crown? Paper Crown is a little more refined. It's like less ruffles, less florals. Like it is more like... So we see that clip of her walking the red carpet with her husband with the dark lip and the blazer and the dress. Yes. That's, That's paper, paper crown. crown. Okay, it was pretty. I liked it. Whereas when we saw that lace dress with like the sheer netting at the top with like the curls in her hair. <laughs> well, it's horrible. That's not a good example. But that was Elsie for Coles, I think. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Does it look like it was hot glued All together? The models that we see with like the little tops and the skinny jeans and the ballet flats in a field. That's Elsie for Coles. Well, yeah, I assumed that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and P.S. This was like one giant fucking ad for Elsie for Coles. Uh, not to mention Little Market, which we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so then we have a cutaway to which I got excited. Yeah. To there was a little flashbacky stuff, and it was all about Super Intern Emily. And they talked about chinoiserie. Yeah, but they also don't talk about her at all. No, no. (laughs) They don't mention Emily. They just talk about chinoiserie and garden roses. We watched all these old clips and Lauren doesn't even acknowledge who's in them. Nope. She She just says, I don't know what she was talking about. It's annoying. She won't say anyone's name. Except Jason, actually. And I, but I'm so shocked that like MTV, I feel like really dropped the ball and missed a great opportunity because they could have had done a real special with everybody on it, and then at the end done like a reunion thing. It would have been so exciting. Hosted by Dan Levy. Yeah, and they could have used that unseen footage to like joke with each other and make it seem like they were almost friendly now, even though we know they're not. Yeah, but I mean, I, I. I'm a little shocked that MTV, who's lacking for um, viewers right now, because they're in all kinds of trouble, um, didn't capitalize on this better. Like, they really dropped the ball on this. Yeah. And I feel like that we... I, I can't believe we missed that special. It seemed like there was a special before that was doing, like, the 100 top moments of the hills with the hashtags and all that stuff. So or was I, that just commercial breaks? I think it was commercial breaks in between the marathon. This in between the marathon. Oh, yeah. So sad. And they weren't even filmed together. No, I know. It was like, fake me out. Like, yeah. So. But I, that, I, that would have been more interesting than this. Well, so now that we know Lauren is a bit of a Taylor Swift, which surprises no one, do we think Lauren refused? Like she said, if you want me to do this special, it's me or nothing. Baby? But as, I'm sorry, if I was a producer at MTV, I'd be like, nothing, bitch. Like, let's get everybody else in here who's going to talk about shit. That's what I would do too, but... So many Hills fans are Team LC. All right, but okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. 
So, no, I'm, I'm asking. So you, so here's what, I, here's how I think it would, like if I was an MTV producer, this is what would go down. So if Lauren. <laughs> Frank said, is shaking his head side to side like he's on a Real Housewives reunion. I, yes. I mean, it, it's, things are happening. Are you going to walk off camera when you get upset? I might. Okay. So, so if Lauren, if like, if I was the producer and I said, all right, I want to do a Hill special, blah, blah, blah. And Lauren was like, oh, hell no. Like, I don't want to be on camera with those people whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, fine, we'll do it without you. And Lauren would be so worried that they would all get on camera and talk shit about her. And she'd, she'd, do always it anyway. she'd do it anyway. Yeah. And they wouldn't have to film them together. It could be like, here's Lauren's take on this. Cut to another, you know, here's Heidi's, here's Spencer. They wouldn't have to be in the same room. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate on top of your devil's advocate. And what if... The reason that it was told from Lauren's perspective was not only because she was a diva, but because she roped in some Kohl's sponsorships that paid them. Mind blown. <laughs> okay, and that also explains the amazing lack of commercials. Yes. Are they that hungry? Like, they could have gotten regular advertisers. Maybe they are, though. Maybe. The commercials were insanely In, short. Insanely short, and it really was just like a long... And someone on Twitter said it to you, and I can't remember who it was, that it was just like a long... Twitter, uh, Cole's Cole. ad, yeah. which it really was. It just paid for their advertising. Maybe forever. that was it, though. But I am like, I am enraged for the rest of the cast. Me too. If enraged. I were Heidi, I'd be live blogging too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying. I mean, no Whitney. Like, why wouldn't she want to film with fucking Whitney? She's a beef with Whitney. I don't know. No Kristen Cavallari, who was the last two episodes. I mean, and no like, Brody. This many years later, wouldn't it have been fun? Yeah. Like, why didn't we see, like, Lauren and Whitney on a couch, like, watching old clips? I would have curled like, up and laughing. died yeah. from happiness. Like, I know. I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, she could have filmed with Whitney. Then Spencer and Heidi could have filmed some clips together without them. I mean, it's just, it's done. It like is. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it made the whole thing quite disappointing. But to get back on track, one thing we noticed at this stage of the special, after pausing it several times, we figured out what Lauren's earrings said. Uh, it was frustrating. To find it out. <clears throat> Frank blames my TV. I think it was just because they were trying not to show her earrings. My TV's not huge. I'm not saying it is. <laughs> the jig is up on that. Um, <laughs> Frank also was convinced that Lauren's earring said TRL, but that would have been the biggest MTV flashback that in the world. That was just wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> um, and they actually said Tell as in her married name because she's married to William Tell. And his overture. Yeah. <laughs> yes, precisely. Um, well, then, now we get to some good stuff, though, because we're hitting into I the... mean, for me, this was the highlight of the special. It really was. I 100% agree. So, yeah. like, what we get to see next is finally some fucking unseen before behind-the-scenes footage on the cutting room floor. And this is where I grinned ear to ear. I was all in. It was so good. So and I really thought we were about to transition to all unseen footage, and I was really excited. Yeah, what a fucking letdown. <laughs> so then, so Lauren starts talking about her breakup with Jason, and she says basically that, like, she didn't go to Paris. Although I don't think she fucking mentioned Paris. No. She didn't mention Paris. No. So she says, you know... She's still mad. She's still mad at herself. She just said... What she said was, we stopped filming. She yeah. didn't say that. And she said, we stopped... And then, like, two weeks later, we broke up. She said, I, I kicked him out of the house. I had the locks changed. And I said he had three days to get his stuff out. Yeah. Um, which was, like, pretty harsh. And then we get some fucking amazing unseen footage Take it away, Mary Bay. This was the highlight. It was, yeah. So the scene where Lauren pulls up to actually Jordan's apartment yep. building, if you will recall Jordan from season one. Also not in the special. 
Yeah. We both know Jordan and Brian are doing shit and they would have loved to be on. Yep. Ugh. So Lauren pulls up to the apartment building with the trash bags and the golf clubs. And part of the reason that she's crying by the time we get her on camera is that she realizes that Jason is already not sober. At 10 in the morning. So they show some unseen footage and she's she's already tearing up and she says, like, I feel like you're not, like, with it right now. Like, I feel like you're on something. And he was like, are you kidding? It's 10 o'clock in the morning. And then he says, it's a hair past a freckle? That's actually a common thing. So what does that mean? Okay, so if you're not wearing a watch, like, I know this, maybe it's... I mean, I know it from when I was a little kid. Okay. If you're not wearing a watch and someone says what time it is, you're like, oh, it's a hair past a freckle. Okay. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a common so goofy to me, saying. To me, I was wondering if he was talking about the time or his level of wastedness. No, it's, it's a common, <laughs> it's like an old people thing. Like, how dare you? I'm just a hair past a freckle. <laughs> like, it's something his parents or grandparents would have said. Okay. However, I do think he was a little messed up. And it makes sense that oh, she was sure. upset. But what Mary and I were trying to figure out is, like, I was always under the impression from watching Celebrity Rehab and everything I read that Jason was an alcohol and a Coke guy. And he was really slurry, which is not, like, a Coke thing. Unless he'd been up all night. Or pills. Oh, no, yeah, pills for sure. Did he take something maybe to come down? And now it was 10 in the morning? Oh, maybe. That's possible. Yeah. That's possible. Like, he wasn't quite awake and he was, like, slurring his way through it? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, So then Lauren kind of says, like, you know, this is the point where I also was crying because I felt so guilty. Like, I felt like I was abandoning abandoning Jason, like, in a time of need. I didn't want to be responsible for him anymore, but I was responsible for him. At this point in our relationship, I was getting calls several nights a week to come pick up Jason. At because 2 a.m. Because he was passed out in the back of clubs. clubs. And she said he didn't have anyone else who would pick him up, so I don't know what was going to be happening when I left him. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, like, I totally get why she wanted to end the relationship and not stick it out with him. She was 20 years old. Sidebar, he must have been getting really shitty coke. Because if you're passing out in the back of clubs, like, yeah. your coke is way too cut. <laughs> way too cut, buddy. Yeah. Um, but then she also kind of says, like, you know, Jason's story has a happy ending. He's sober now. He's married. married. He's doing great. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I'm sure Jason gave them permission to discuss it because he's very open with his struggles for with addiction and struggles for sobriety now that he runs a rehab facility. So I'm sure he gave them permission to discuss <gasps> it. Oh my God. I just had a thought. What? What if Catherine from Southern Charm is at Jason's rehab? That'd be amazing. Oh my God. That would be amazing. Jason's on vacation right now, or he was. Well, it doesn't mean she can't be at his rehab. I know. But I would just like it if they were friends. Where's he on vacation? Oh, that's a good question. I just saw it on his Instagram. He was out with his wife. I want to say Italy, but I may have just made that up. I hope all his shit doesn't get stolen. I mean, it's basically just him, like, Oceanside looking fly as fuck. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Um... So then at this point in my notes, in Lauren's like little confessionals with her sitting in her house in Laguna or her parents' house in Laguna or whatever, she's wearing a blush colored pleated around the shoulder, off the shoulder with sleeves top. And I have a problem with that. And my argument is recently supported by one and only Kelly Catrone on Twitter. Oh, really? What did Kelly say on Twitter? Kelly Catrone, out of nowhere on Twitter, was like, ladies, let's cut the shit with the off-the-shoulder tops. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I, I tend to agree. Like it's, I notice a lot of the housewives are doing it now too. Like it is kind of this weird thing that's slowly coming back, but I feel like the housewives there are more cutouts. As opposed to off the shoulder. I think it's Jules in one of her confessionals who wears the like straight up like elasticized off the shoulders thing. Yeah. Um, Lauren looks good, but it's just, it's a bit much. And she's doing that thing where she's trying so hard to be like candid and casual. Like she's wearing her ripped jeans with like a thousand dollar shirt that it's like, okay, we get it. You're put together in a non put together way. And you tried really hard for that look. And we forgot to discuss her hair. We discussed her eyebrows, but not her oh, current hair. Oh, too blonde. A little too, too blonde. blonde. little too blonde. Too blonde and it's aging her. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of season one of Real Housewives of Orange County, maybe season two, when Vicky's mother tells her her hair looks yellow. Yeah. She says, thanks, mom. I pay a lot of money for it not to look yellow. I mean, what Lauren's hair is right now would be called a butter blonde, which is a thing and it looks very pretty on some people, but like she looks just so much better with a little bit more dark blonde going through it. Like, I don't think she should be dark, dark, but it's just, it was too solid. There wasn't enough depth to it. It just, it didn't suit her. And I thought it aged her quite frankly. Yeah, I agree. Frankly speaking, I thought it aged her. <laughs> um, so then we get a little um, more bullshit from her fucking parents about how they didn't like Jason. Well, big surprise there. Woo. I have no more notes on Lauren's parents out of protest. That's my last one, which is that her parents hate Jason. Um, well, and the funny thing is, is that they didn't hate Jason. They were really disappointed in the fact that he kissed somebody else and they broke up that first time on Laguna Beach. But I think they actually really liked him. And then when they found out he was like an addict and a rageaholic, of course, what parent would like that? Like, Well, I mean, they didn't like him by the end. I mean, I'm not a right. Laguna person, but by the end. But so. that was like hardly a reveal. Like, duh. Yeah. What parent would like that? Then we get some more really good behind the scenes lost footage with... Of the housewarming party. Yes. At Heidi and Spencer's housewarming party, the one that Lauren didn't come to where she got the handwritten invitation. Um, it wasn't the same without you. Guess who's there, you guys, but Kim K. Kim motherfucking Kardashian, which is hilarious because Spencer on Twitter posted an article about how Kim has consistently said, like, I didn't want to be in the hills. I wanted nothing to do with the hills. And Spencer had always said, oh, no, no, no. She always wanted to redo Heidi's closet. She desperately wanted to be on the hills. Kim claimed she'd never filmed for the hills. Well, fuck you, Kim. We've now seen the footage. You are on the fucking hills. It just didn't make the cut. I also don't believe for one second that Kim Kardashian never wanted to be on the hills. Oh, of course not. Of course she did. A yeah. thousand... Yeah. I mean, basically she had Ray J jizz in her face just so she could get famous. You think she didn't want to be on the hills? Yeah. That would have been a much easier road yeah. to fame. To be reorganizing someone's closet as opposed to getting a load in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And she had no problem doing it on Paris' show. Yeah. But um, what I also think was interesting is it's that also Heidi... Kim Kardashian, as they say on 90210, BNJ, before nose job. Yeah. Yeah, she's a... Big yeah. time. Yeah, totally. Time. She looks like a different person. Yep. Um, and then what I thought was interesting is that Heidi, for all of her protests on the show about how she hated all of Spencer's shit, is proudly being like, oh, this is our amazing jellyfish tank and we're the only people with jelly... And here's the arcade! Oh, I have a note about this stupid jellyfish shake that I hate. In the clip of the unseen footage, Heidi actually says, we're the only people in the country who have jellyfish. Uh, lies and allegations. I don't believe that for a minute. No! No. 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 But also, like, I, of course, Spencer and Heidi probably paid even more money than we speculated that they did because they really were convinced by some salesperson that they were the only people in the country to display jellyfish only. Yep. 
That is know. that is why they're living in his parents' guest house. Like, but I think it's so funny because on the show she was like, "Ah, I hate it. Ah, I hate it." And she is telling Kim like she's the most thing she's ever been proud of ever. Yeah, she makes it sound like she built it with her own two hands. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> um. So then we get some more unseen footage after Lauren admits that she took the show very seriously, and I put Elsie is still claiming it's real. She's still fucking trying to pretend like it's real. After the Us Weekly, and we all know it's not real, Lauren. Like, the fuck? And she basically says, like, it was always genuine, and I always tried to... Fuck you, Lauren. And I took it so seriously. She almost is playing this card like she's the only one who wanted to keep it authentic. No. No. Just Just because the producers want you to kiss a boy every 15 episodes, you threw a fit. Yeah. We're on to you. No. So, but then we get some unseen footage from Lauren and Heidi's kitchen fight over Spencer. Yes. From the You Have Chosen episode. Yeah, the three missing minutes. There's a murder tapes that we talked about earlier. (laughs) I mean, a previous episode. It's so true. Yep. So Lauren says when she got really frustrated, she would just leave the shot. Yep. Which makes perfect sense. So then... We see Heidi go kind of up to her bedroom door and say, do you want to talk about this? And Lauren well, Lauren says, says, she's like, I'm leaving it. I'm going to my room and I'm changing. Don't come in here with the cameras. And she's not changing. She just doesn't want no, to No, she just closed the door. Right. That was like their escape card. Or yeah. like, I'm going to the bathroom. Get out. Yeah. And so then when Heidi comes to the door, Lauren says what we heard on the show and says, I just don't want to talk to you right now. And then Heidi takes her massive suitcase she says, I'm leaving. She goes, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm really leaving tomorrow. She says it twice. Like, she says it before Lauren leaves. She's like, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, do you want to talk about this now or just want to get back? Where was she going? She was going to Santa Barbara. No, when she went to Santa Barbara, though, she took, like, a little tote bag, not the full suitcase. She took the full suitcase when she pretended to be moving in with Spencer temporarily or whatever. Oh, is that what was happening? Oh, no, because that when she told her she was moving. No, no, no. This is way before when Lauren says, like, I don't want to say that you've chosen Spencer over me, but you have chosen. That wasn't like, when she was going to Santa Barbara? No, that's so they the show edited it to look like Heidi gets really pissed and packs the suitcase and just takes off for Spencer's for an Oh, that's right. Of time. But Heidi was in well, we find it actually in the clip, you're right, is that she was already planning on going somewhere and kept saying, like, right. I'm leaving tomorrow. So I'm I'll wondering talk about if it was like a trip to Colorado or something and they just changed it. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because she says, I'm leaving tomorrow, meaning, like, she makes it sound like she's going somewhere. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just assumed it was Santa Barbara, but could be anywhere. No, the Santa Barbara episode is when she's, like, she invites Lauren to go, and then Lauren says, well, who are you going to Santa Barbara with? And she's like, Spencer. And I know, but, like, later on, she still could have gone, and... Yeah, but that was a big freaking suitcase for Santa Barbara. Oh, I take a suitcase as I should go to the beach for the weekend. Okay. Well... Right. And I feel like Heidi is an idiot like me and would pack everything she owns. So so it gets stolen. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. Salt in a Cautionary wound. tale. <laughs> Salt in Don't a pack everything you own because it will get stolen. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we get the shot of like Lauren driving in her Porsche again like up and down the PCH in segments of Laguna Beach or whatever. Which I feel like they were basically like that's my that was my connection to Brody and Spencer because all they did was drive around. Now we've got Lauren just driving around. Yeah. Yeah. And she says something about how, like, looking back on it now, all of the arguments she had with people seemed ridiculous. And, like, okay, I get that. I, I would assume that arguments I had when I was ages 20 to 22 were pretty ridiculous, too. Although, you can say that about almost any argument you have with anyone at any age. 
arguments at the end of the day are just a miscommunication gone horribly awry. Like, none of them are smart. No. She's trying to play this, like, I'm so wise now card, and it got on my nerves really bad by the end. Um, But then they have this weird segment about her fight that we'll get to eventually in the podcast with Audrina, where we get the famous black tear. Yeah, and those of you who have watched the show in its entirety know that at one point she lived with Lo and Audrina, and Audrina lived in the guest house. Yeah. And so Lauren basically says what started the fight is that she went to get something from Audrina's Return. She went to return something. something Audrina left something in the living room, whatever, and she went to return it. And discovered that Audrina had installed a lock with a, like a key lock on her door. Yeah. Now, I don't know why that would be so egregious. Me either. And as someone who read Us Weekly religiously at the time that The Hills was filmed, they didn't even live in that house. That, that house was constantly under neighborhood complaint for the fact that it was nothing but like a movie set. Yeah. And the neighbors would complain about the sound and the lights and the trucks and all that stuff. They didn't live there. I don't know. So what was Lauren mad at? Well, you know what? Maybe she's not talking about that house. Maybe they did live together elsewhere. Maybe. Because she doesn't say the guest house. She says... And actually that makes sense that they were somewhere else because... A guest house would have a key lock. Yeah. Because it's a guest house, like a separate house. So maybe they were just living in an apartment somewhere and are, like, not being filmed. And Audrina installed a locked door in her just apartment room door. So what? They're roommates. I'm with you. Yeah. Although, the only thing that's a little shady about that is if I was going to... I mean, if I was going to do that, A, I would tell my roommate, like, hey, I'm installing a lock on the door. And I would have to come up with a reason, like, oh, you have friends over. Like, I don't want anyone in my room. Like, whatever. It is a little shady to be like, oh... I don't fucking trust you, so I'm putting a lock on my door. I guess. So I kind I mean, I am minuscule. I'm just trying to, like, talk it through, but I minusculely get it a little bit, but... I feel like for that to be fight-worthy, Audrina must have installed, like, a deadbolt. Like, it's not well, just, like, I mean, a think about it. If you live in an apartment, let's say you live in a two-bedroom apartment with someone, and all of a sudden, like, you go to put something in their room, and you realize that without telling you... They installed a key lock on their door, which basically implies like, fuck you, I don't want you in my room ever and I don't fucking trust you. So I could see how that would blow up. I guess so. I mean, if you're going to do that, I think you have to tell someone like, oh, I'm doing it because we have so many people in and out. I don't want my shit stolen. Like, whatever. That's true. Me and my roommate never did that. I've never done that. Yeah. Fair enough. Probably should have a couple times, but. I still, I mean, the fact that that's what led to the black tear, I was like, really? I don't know. Well, and it kind of furthers Audrina's argument that they were never friends. Like yeah. Sh- and then they show the clip with the black tear, and they say in the dialogue, we were such good, good friends. friends. I wrote that down. And again, I don't think Audrina's a good enough actress to cry on cue, so nope. she was definitely crying on something. Yep. Oh, man. And then we segue to Ledoux. Oh. Uh, and things get better for a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> some more unseen footage. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about... So, the You Know What You Did... Yep. At Ledoux. We get some unseen footage, and there's there was a... And not only do we get unseen footage, but there were some bombs dropped. Like, Lauren full-on says, like, we loved going to Ledoux because there was all these hidden rooms upstairs, and we could just go get away from the cameras. Yeah. Which reminds me of, like, a little sidebar. Amerby is too young for this, and she didn't live here, but there used to be this amazing club in D.C. called House of Secrets. <gasps> and, like, it didn't even open until, like, one in the morning, and it was open until, like, 8 a.m., 
and you couldn't go unless you knew someone to get in. Like, it wasn't, like, a known thing. And it had all of these hidden rooms. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. But she says there were so many rooms at Ledoux to choose from, basically. Well, she said it was, like, a house. Yeah. Um, so that explains. So I guess the brocade room was just, like, mini VIP. And yeah. And upstairs was a real VIP. Exactly. Yeah. And even the producer goes, well, yeah, we always had that room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's going down the other room? It's like, know. I want even, I want deeper cuts. I want more unseen. I wish there was a way that you could hire a psychic, not that I believe in them, that they could like channel buildings because I would really like to go to LA, find a building psychic and make them like talk to Ledoux. For real. I know, right? Oh. Speaking of psychics and mediums, etc. Thank you to my friend Kelly, who pointed out the fact that Audrina is going to be a guest star on some... The me- Hollywood medium. The Hollywood medium. He is the most annoying person. He looks like a young Macaulay Culkin, and he's okay. so annoying. But she is going to be this season. Yeah. Um, I don't watch any of that stuff, so that's why I don't know it. But I wanted to give a shout out to my friend who pointed that out to me. Boots on the ground. We appreciate all of you. Yes. Um, and it's... it's I will be watching it. It's, t- it's tough to watch him, but I will be watching for Audrina. Okay. Good for you. Um, and so, well, all right. So <laughs> I won't. <laughs> so after we find out about the secret rooms, then we get to see the secret footage of the fight that we missed. And, the and it's j- not even footage. It's actually sound. Oh, yeah. It's sound. We just get Lauren, like, screaming with mic'd. her mic pack on, but we're seeing a shot of Heidi and Spencer. And my favorite quote, which I'm going to the beach this weekend, and I might have it printed on a shirt so I can wear it everywhere, is MTV should care what Spencer did to me. Yep. Which was amazing. It's not okay. It's not okay. Amazing. But, interesting. And she says, like, I won't film with them. I won't, I don't want to be on camera with them. Like, get them out of here. Like, she is truly livid. Like, that was not faked. But, all this, like, weird ambivalence about who spread the rumors and yada yada. She knew it was them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I don't think she was ambivalent about it. I think from Jump Street, even on the show, she was like, you did it. You no, did but it, I, did it. I think this show kind of like, they stretch it out, right? Like we have Jen Bunny implying it was Brody and Lauren kind of pretending to care about that suggestion. Oh, and, I have some Jen Bunny notes in a minute. Okay. Like when we get to it, I got right. some shit to say about Jen Bunny. I think they just, they stretched it out on purpose, which of course. makes sense. Yeah, but like Lauren knew from Jump Street, it was them and she wanted nothing to do with them. And it was her show. She was the star. I could see where, in her drunk mind, MTV should care that Spencer tried to sabotage her like that. And I do think it's interesting that Why she didn't say... Why should he continue to get paid by episode when he tried to take someone down like that? That she didn't say MTV should care what Spencer and Heidi did to me. She said Spencer. So yeah. I think she knows it was Spencer and Heidi just went along with it. Yeah. But that's yeah. heartbreaking. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um. So... Did you have anything really to say about the whole clip at the on the booze cruise from like season four? Only that I thought it was really funny that Sophia, the producer, said she's called it a booze cruise. And Laura's like, no, it wasn't a booze. She's like, it was a booze cruise. She's like, we were only 500 feet from shore. She's like, you literally could have like swam to shore if you wanted to get a bit of fine. She said you literally could have jumped ship. Yeah. And <laughs> basically all that comes of it is that, and you know, we haven't seen this yet in our podcast that we've been watching with you guys, but basically she and Heidi are you know, kind of make up and she's forced to deal with Heidi. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's better to go into that when we actually watch that episode. It, I mean, yeah. nothing was revealed in this. No. And this is where I realized that Sophia, the producer, poor thing, 
They did not give her a stitch of makeup. No. And I tweeted it, and I'm proud that I did. With all that makeup on Lauren Conrad, they couldn't throw a little on Sophia? I know. Like, that's not fair. I wouldn't sit next to one of the real housewives with no makeup on. No. Yeah, I don't... I, I thought it was a little strange. Yeah, too. that's not cool. Um, and then I put... And I they, they must have been another Elsie's parents put, because in all caps I just put Elsie's parents need to fuck off. Oh, I don't even have notes on that. I skipped yeah, it. I, there, there must have been another uh, clip with them. Um, and then <laughs> There when, were tons of clips with them. No one cares. And then when Sophia and um, Lauren were talking, and I did tweet this out, I put the eyebrow justification between Elsie and Sophia is insane. Um, because Sophia, the producer, her eyebrows are literally pencil thin, and Lauren has these big giant caterpillars. It was very disconcerting. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um... So then we get this really long clip, segue, whatever you want to call it, with Lauren in New York with her husband doing work for her Kohl's line. Oh, I ignored all of it. It's so boring. And it is a giant Kohl's commercial. It is a giant Kohl's commercial. And then they just happen to throw in some flashbacks from when Lauren went to New York on the hills the first time and the second time when she works on the Marc Jacobs show. It's a huge waste of time. And they didn't mention the fact at all that she was actually in New York to go on TRL. <laughs> uh, and we have a mystery guest. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like headphones? Uh, Everyone say hello to Mary B's husband, Bill. So when I sent you a text message that said, text me before you leave because we're recording... You didn't do that. It was literal, not figurative. It was a... Yeah, that was like a word recording. Yeah. Hello, listeners. <laughs> this is very exciting. You can sit and listen if you want, but you can't speak. I'm going to edit this out. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. You bitch. Uh, uh, fair enough. I feel honored. I feel... We're almost done. I'm in the presence of greatness right now. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I will... We'll leave you guys to it. I'll be upstairs. Are you uh, going to stomp around? Uh, I will not stomp around. I feel very grateful uh, to be... Are you going to practice your tap routine? Uh, I may or may not. <laughs> I, I don't know. You'll have to find out later. We're almost done. Right. Yeah, we'll be done soon. Love you guys. <laughs> See you shortly. I, I literally said, we're sitting down to record text before we leave. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so anyway, they don't address the fact that she was actually in New York to be on TRL. We know that. Yeah, we know, but she didn't address that. And she didn't address it at all. She, she makes it seem like she literally flew there to hand Lisa Love a garment bag and leave. Which is bullshit. It's total bullshit. And then we get this, like, dumb shot of her talking to her husband and, like, her, I don't know, design team or board of directors at her LC for Coles meeting. I was curious why her husband was even there. But who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Hashtag who cares? Yeah, I mean, it was a little weird. We talked about it for a minute. I'm assuming that he just came with... Well, two things. I'm assuming that he was just in New York with her and was like, fuck it, I'll just come watch you work. And two, maybe MTV was like, oh, like, we've got to make this seem relevant. So you guys hang... Just, it was dumb. It was dumb. Dumb. Fucking dumb. Yeah, fucking dumb. I'm over it. Um, but then we had another juicy tidbit all about her relationship with Brody. And how they had zero chemistry. They had zero chemistry, but she does admit that she had a crush on him at first, which my note says OBS in all caps, because okay, well, who doesn't? My note says poor Jen Bunny. 
Poor motherfucking Jen Bunny. Like, so, no chemistry. They had nothing going on. Then Jen Bunny goes out with Brody, and Lauren ices her out. Yeah. Fuck you, Lauren. Fuck you in honor. Jen Bunny forever! Lauren was never even interested. No. No. That's shitty, shitty, shitty. Yeah. So, then we get some more unseen footage of her and Brody's <laughs> disgustingly awkward kiss that we saw on the balcony of his condo. And... I got so angry with Lauren Conrad because even though it's on camera, Brody is putting the moves on her. Yeah. He's well, running his Fake hand, moves. Fake moves. Who cares? He's putting his hands through his, her hair and saying he loves her smile. Lauren can't even fake it. Like she can't even pretend she wants to kiss Brody Jenner. And I don't buy it. And I think it's lame. And then she said, can we please be done now? Like it's painful. And then we saw what? Three takes? Yeah. At least three takes. Can we please be done now? Put your tongue in there and get to work. It's Brody. Hashtag no chemistry. <laughs> I mean, it's still Brody. I, I, I get you. But like Lauren doesn't always make smart choices. And that was one of them. No, but like someone hand me a shot of vodka and I'll go. She, I think she was already go. drunk. Even worse, even I more criminal. I, I know she's. I'm turnt on Lauren. I told you. But then they also talk about how they really were good friends at the time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, my husband can't be quiet to save his life. You guys, I'm so sorry, but we're almost done. Um, and they show the scene of Lauren and Brody sitting down to dinner where she goes through his phone Which to point out the fact hilarious. that he dates all these girls. And we'll get there. I think it's later in season three or early season four. And my favorite one is Britney Canada Whore. And that's what I wrote too. <laughs> Britney Canada Whore. So good. Now, to be fair, I have a very similar call list in my phone. No one Canada Whore. <laughs> but like I have a lot of people with the last name Grinder and a lot of people with the last name like Hot or like Good Kisser. Things like that. <laughs> Mine is so pathetic. And someone once made fun of me that my husband has his full name in my phone. He's literally first name, last name. He's not like hubby. He's not cutie pie. He's first name, last name. I prefer that though. Yeah. Like That's... I actually don't like when people like when on the reality shows, like the housewives and stuff, when it comes up and it, it says, says like, like hubba hubby lubba. or lover, yeah. or, like That's it's gross. annoying and gross and dumb. He's a human above all things before my husband. So he's... He's his name. Totes my goats. So then we get to talking about Lauren and her fake relationships even more. And she talks about her terrible fake moment when she goes to Paris for the first time. And she goes on the like scooter (laughs) ride with the French guy. I will fall on the sword. I know this isn't entirely a safe space. I found the French guy a little cute in a French way. (laughs) If I saw him on the streets of the United States, would I give him a second look? No. Would I smoke a cigarette with him and jump on the back of his scooter, hammered on red wine? Yes. Only if he was driving me to an actual hot guy, <laughs> then maybe I would do it. But he was not good looking at all. I did not say the words good looking. <laughs> he looked like a drowned rat. To me, he just looks French. And I'm kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are much hotter... Well, yeah. Actually, I would rather sleep with Gerard Depardieu. Than that slimy little weasel. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, he was not good. But we'll see him again when we get to that oh, episode. I feel like he'd hand roll me cigarettes and like bake baguettes for me on a Sunday. Ugh. <laughs> he was like the human equivalent of Five the Rat. 
my God. You said Gerard Depardieu, who, by the way, is like an advocate for racism and gets kicked off of every plane he's ever been put on. Exactly. I would rather sleep <laughs> with that than the human equivalent of Five of the Rat. Okay. Well, his name is also Matthias, and I liked it at the time. So whatever. We have to watch this unseen footage of Lauren on this like motorcycle ride. and the th- It was pretty amazing. It was kind of funny. Where the producers are just trying really hard to get Lauren to kiss this guy. And they've instructed him to try and kiss her. Well, but first there's a little fun backstory from Sophia, the producer, that Lauren had like a million bobby pins in her hair and they forced her to wear a helmet. So they were like digging into her head. Yeah. And... They just keep making them drive around in a circle on the scooter. Like, they don't really go anywhere. They just go around the block a bunch of times. Right. So then poor Matthias, the French drowned rat, I guess, goes in for the kill and, like, wants to kiss Lauren. And she literally, like, she gives him a hug and then he awkwardly, like, drops his helmet with her out. Which killed me. I wanted to rewind it. And she literally, like, runs to the door And then they show a shot of him, like, waving to her and blowing a kiss. But you can tell at this point it was filmed after the fact. Oh, yeah. And you see him walk out of the shot and he says in French, she ran like a thief. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was in English. I don't know. Maybe his accent was just so thick. You know, it was in English. It had a subtitle, though. You know, she's like, she ran like a thief. (laughs) And she did. She, She like, fucking hauled ass out of there. And Lauren said, I remember just telling you guys, like, you're going to play sad music when I walk through the door. So, so what, <laughs> what does, does it, it matter? matter? And they did. They showed yeah, me the clip. that's so. exactly what happened. Something to look forward to, you guys. Yeah. So then, before we wrap this up with more of Lauren's wisdom and bullshit, we get another little commercial for her charitable side project, also known as The Little Market. <sighs> And I have a problem with the little market. And I said this out loud as we were watching and Frank is forcing me to repeat it. Because <laughs> it was good, you guys. <laughs> and I think I said, fuck the little market. It's just cultural appropriation with the price tag. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. But it is. It is. I appreciate the fact that Lauren goes into small towns across the world and helps like female artists sell their products. However, if I wanted to buy a pillow made by a Guatemalan woman, I feel like I would just go to a local flea market and try and find something made by someone that lives close to me. I don't need to go to the littlemarket.com and pay $95 for something curated by Lauren Conrad. I would just go to World Market. That's right across the street from That was my second suggestion. (laughs) Buy something not made in Guatemala that looks Looks like like it was. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty... When you go to littlemarket.com, everything is beautiful, but it looks like World Market, but with a smaller offering. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a nice little commercial about that that made Lauren look really charitable because she goes without makeup for five days a year. Yes. She's very altruistic and then she goes to amazing countries without makeup and takes the occasional photo with a poor person. (laughs) And she says... You know, I come from a place where, like, who you're wearing and how much money you make really matter. And in places like this, it just matters so much less. It's like, no, they actually don't give a shit about any of that at all. Matters not at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, it was pretty annoying, but I was very amused by your reaction to it. (laughs) Because it was visceral and I enjoyed it. You had already, like, abandoned ship on the special and this is where I was swimming to shore at top speed. Yeah, I was was just like, whatevs. Yeah. 
So then I really have no notes from here to the end because oh. this is where I got really mad. Okay, I just have one note at the end because I had not seen this before. Mara's claiming she has. I don't know if I believe her. But they um, talked about, Lauren talked about that she actually filmed something for the, for the finale and it was never used. And so it's really funny, like after the Kristen Cavallari, well, for those of you who watched the end of the episode, you know that at the end of the season, the, the series... series that they pull back all the curtains and show you basically it was fake and, you know, Kristen Cavallari and Brody are in a sound set. Well, then there was additional footage they filmed where Brody goes back to his apartment and who's sitting on his couch but Lauren. And she turns around and she's like, where have you been? And he says, oh, I was with a friend. Now, I have never seen this. Um, Lauren says, like, oh, I think they put it on YouTube or something. I stand by it. I was... And still am, clearly, thanks to this podcast, a huge Hills fan. And I believe that Jezebel or one of the celebrity gossip sites or the hairpin or something like that was like, this is the Hills scene you never saw. And my pathetic ass at my desk job was like, oh my God, what did I miss? <laughs> and I watched it and it was just Lauren sitting on the couch at Brody's condo. I was like, oh, it's hard to say goodbye to friends. And I was like, What? And I was as livid as I was today. I'm kind of bummed, though. I wish they'd used it. I thought it was kind of a cute ending. <laughs> it makes more sense. Yeah, I thought it was cute. Yeah. I thought, um, but I have to say that I'm pretty amused because for a special that we both hated and thought we'd have nothing to talk about. We, we had a lot to It's talk one about. of our longest episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we had a lot to complain about. We did. Yeah. And so if you guys are missing us next week, you could just listen to this again or listen to half one week and half the next. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Well, that's it. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah. A very boring special, to and be honest. For those of you who watched the special, we apologize. Like, it was <laughs> fucking boring as balls. And we're sorry if we encouraged you to watch it. I encourage, I encourage, like, okay. <laughs> Truth time, guys. So I met someone new that I really like, and he's never seen The Hills. And I was like, oh, you have to watch this. He said, should I watch the special so we can talk about it? I said, definitely. As soon as it was over, I, I had to text him immediately. And I was like, I apologize. Like, this is terrible. And what a horrible introduction to my favorite, one of my favorite shows. Like, it sucks balls. Yeah. It felt like one big Coles commercial. But yeah. I don't regret watching it. Or just one like big Lauren, cold sore. Just like, <laughs> just like Lauren says about doing the hills, she would do it again. Yeah. And I would too. Oh my God. I need to go tell my husband to be quiet. <laughs> um, it's pretty amazed because, um, well, we won't even talk about it because no. it's, it's just funny. But anyway, thank you guys so much for bearing with us and talking about this terrible special. We hoped you enjoy, we enjoyed talking about it, even though we didn't enjoy course. watching it. Always. And we're going to be off next week, but we will be back in two weeks. Um, hills forever. Hills till the end of time. Yeah. Stay tuned. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>